0: all right hello 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 welcome to another episode of the stories of selling human podcast i'm your host alex smith and i started this podcast because i truly believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation could be business could be personal that requires you to create change I believe we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us are not just salespeople. There are great people throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm gonna share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. Gang, I have an amazing human on the podcast today. She is uh, <laughs> just giving me the giggles before this. Uh, you know, We had a lot of technical issues. Uh, this person is currently the community, uh, heading up community growth at an awesome SaaS company that helps you just become a badass at sending outbound emails, a company called Lavender. She's the co-founder of Social Social. She's You've probably seen her on stages, uh, keynoting at sales conferences. You know, and she's also uh, worked a, a, a big deal of her career in the with the, the Challenger organization uh, around just promoting and evangelizing all that is in the book, The Challenger Sale. And um, she is just recently in the club of um, people that you don't know how to pronounce their last name. So please welcome none other than Jen Allen Knopf. <laughs> to the podcast. I don't know if that, I, I probably didn't get that right, Jen, but welcome, Jen.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk today.
0: You know, well, correct me. How do you pronounce your the, the, the full name?
1: Don't worry. I got it wrong for like the first six months. <laughs> it's Knuth. It's German. Knuth.
0: Knuth. Jen Allen Knuth. Welcome, Jen. Welcome. It's it's a pleasure to have you. You know, just to to for everybody that Maybe has never met Jen. I I just I I met Jen through her content on LinkedIn. I just I I dig every like everything uh, honestly. The personal stuff, the sales stuff. She comes at sales through just the the lens of solving problems, creating value, talking about the cost of inaction and breaking through the status quo. And um, you're going to get all of her notes in the in the show, uh, all of our links in the show notes. So I highly suggest you, you follow Jen on, on LinkedIn. But Jen, so we'll talk a lot today. I want to just talk about, you know, just ways that you as a seller and now even your current role bring out you know some of the human side of the human connection piece just in outbound emails and and all sorts of stuff so we'll get to that but Jen like just the 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 beginning of this podcast it's called stories of selling human and we'll talk about an awesome awesome stories today even maybe the funny story about how you deduce that you know I I need to improve my headphone situation on this podcast but when I when I say the term to you Jen sell something and sell it by being human, What's the first thing that comes to mind for you and and what does that mean when you hear that?
1: I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is, and I posted about this yesterday, but it's actually giving a shit about the person you're selling to. And as obvious and basic as that sounds, I think one of the really difficult things about being in sales is because it is a function where there is a number over our heads constantly. If I'm an SDR, it might be a meeting number. If it's an AE, it might be a quota number. And it becomes so, so easy to get distracted by that and make that our primary motivation. And when I think about the very best people I've seen in my career who sell, it always feels like a conversation that you enjoy having. Like. One of the main reasons I did not want to get into sales initially is because I viewed it as this is like a high pressure, like used car salesman. Like I'm gonna make you do something you don't wanna do and then I'm gonna win. And that was so gross to me. But I I think one of the reasons I was excited to come on here today is because just being a great human is a superpower and a total differentiator in sales today.
0: Uh, I love how you put just say the word, yeah, like a conversation people enjoy having um not just even you know worth having too you have to bring the value and the goods too but you know people like look and and i do want to talk to you about the book the challenger because i I, i've i've had this conversation with lots of friends like it's my maybe one of the most sometimes misunderstood books in the history of sales because people like see that provocative title and just take it as like oh salespeople are just pushing clients to do things they don't want to do or they're like just challenging objections and you know just um you know uh, just, yeah, it, it, they, they see the word challenger and they, and they, and that says, you know, I need to push my clients, but I like that because when I hear in, you know, a conversation that people enjoy having, it's like, okay, well, why do people enjoy having that conversation? Well, it's like, Hey, I'm, 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 uh, you know, I'm in, attuning myself to, to them. I'm actually learning more about my world, not teaching them. Cause everything, everything challenger says is teach tailored, take control or whatever. But like I've heard, even you know, um, I think one of the authors, Brent uh, Adamson, talk about on a podcast that it's not just so much about us, you know, learning about the client's world as much as like we're learning about ours because we don't know we're that curious. We want to know about, I, I want to know about you and all of your background and 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 everything. I'm 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 here learning from you, and and hopefully like that 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 learning can go both ways, and we both enjoy the conversation. I don't know what you you know, think about kind of um, that aspect of of conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's also this pressure in sales that everybody has to be an expert, right? So when I was first selling, I was selling to CMOs of Fortune 500 companies. Like I just graduated college. I had no idea what B2B meant. I didn't know what any of these terms meant. And then I felt this pressure to go in and be like, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. And one, it doesn't work. Two, it's just going back to the title of this whole thing. It's not human. I would never walk up to someone on the street and be like, I'm going to tell you about your world. And I just met you right now. But yet we, we, we allow people to believe that's what sales is. And so I absolutely agree with what you said. I think it is really about having a conversation where we have a point of view we've got an observation but we're not walking into that saying i'm the expert i know everything because we would never do that anywhere else in our lives and just because <laughs> the quote expert, it doesn't mean that it's okay there so it is it's mutual learning there are things that i know there's things you know let's put the puzzle pieces together maybe they fit maybe they don't
0: yeah it's funny like i, I hear like um a lot of times like in a pro- in a process for, for those listening that like aren't like even sellers, like you want to learn and like the beginning stages are in discovery. And so like everyone's like, you know, research as much as you can go through, you know, 10Ks and quarterly earnings reports and have all this like research before you even go and, and have that point of view. And, and I, sometimes people think. Like, like maybe confuse having a point of view with like, you know, like just knowing everything you can possibly know, because like we only know so much from the outside about like we can we can read all that stuff. But like what's actually going on on that person's world is so different. So like I'm trying to like, you know, learn a little bit and have a hypothesis, like you said, point of view, point of view is just it's like here's what I can observe, but I need to confirm. I could be totally wrong, you know? And that's when I see a lot of your content around like confirming and validating and asking questions to like, just, you know, say, Hey, here's, here's what I think. But like, who cares what I think? I'm more concerned. Like if, if, if I'm even close or what you think and, and opening that conversation.
1: I I mean, a hundred percent. And I think there is a fear factor for a lot of sellers in saying exactly what you just said. And it's completely unfounded. Like, we should be able to walk into a call and say, look, I I recognize that this is an investment of your time. I take it really seriously. So I did some work to try to figure out, you know, something that I thought might be happening. Here's what I could tell from the outside, but I don't work in your company. I don't sit within your four walls. What have I missed? That is such a like defense dropping mechanism that I just don't see sellers using. It shows you've taken the time. It shows you care, but it also shows that you're not naive enough to think that you know everything because you read a bunch of reports. Like I used to make that mistake all the time. And I'd come in, I'd be like, and this is the problem. And they're like, you don't know anything. You just, you literally just started talking to me. And sometimes I think we pressure salespeople to go in with that posture. When in reality, I love the way that you said it. It's just like. Here's an observation I have, correct me. Because what do humans love to do? We love to correct people, right? And then it creates this two-way dialogue where I'm not talking at you, I'm talking with you, and we're sharing different opinions and, and points of view.
0: Yeah. Well, so Jen, what um where what for like you talked in the beginning. I always love to like understand like, you know, people's not just origin stories, but like where where they first, you know, learn that selling could be like this. Like there was something different about it. There was a a way that you could do it and not feel icky and not feel like this was like win at all cost. And I'm just like pushing stuff at you. And I'm just it's all numbers and everything like that. So, like, where was it? Like, talk to me about like like you, the the point in your career where maybe you saw you know what like this is something that I can excel at. Like maybe you were even doing it without even realizing it before you even had your first sales job. So. You know, I, I don't know if you can like kind of like harken back to like maybe the skills that, you know, made you good at selling before you even took uh, your first sales job and kind of where those maybe maybe showed up in your life. I don't know if if that's an easy thing to do. But um, yeah, just curious of where where that may have happened to you um, before before sales.
1: It, that's a that's actually a great question that I'm realizing no one has asked me before, not like not in that exact way. I think, man, this is a great question. I think if you look back on how I, you know, how I grew up and how, like the things that I did, let's just take high school, right? Like I was always very effective at bringing people together. So stupid shit, like Student body president, and you know, theater, and all that stuff. Like, I was good at getting people in a room and managing, listening, doing all those things. And it it was never by sheer power. Like, there are some people out there who I think can command a room because their force of presence is so incredibly strong. And you're just like, oh, I just got to listen. That I don't think was my approach. But I think that probably, looking back, are the those are the things that made me. Decent at sales when I started, but I did not start off like a super stellar salesperson. I was very, very fortunate to have a phenomenal manager and I saw how she showed up in conversations. And it was from the get go, I was like, I just want to be like her. And that was my motivation to try to assemble these like bits and pieces and say, can I do this? Can I show up and have conversations that are as confident and like compelling and fun and human as she's having and that drove me to really become like fall in love with with learning how to sell
0: yeah I'm you know I, I love it like that um yeah, sometimes people around us we have to like look at other people and not just like we want like I want to copy everything that they do, but you see the thing you see I always like to like ask about those people in your life that like commanded, um a room and and people were drawn to them and i'm you know so if you look at, you can picture that person in your in your mind and i don't know if you want to you know tell tell us who that is but what what do you think she did well and what were the the ways that she was able to like get influence and and get people to buy in and and to maybe coach and teach what were some of those skills and what did she do really well you think
1: yeah her name is Jessie dingwell she was my first manager i loved her Um, so I think there were a couple things she did really well. One is she was able to establish a connection that wasn't built on bad, cheesy rapport. Like I never heard her talk about the weather. I don't think I ever want her to talk about the weather, but she would, and this was back before LinkedIn was big and we had all this access to information, but she would always take the time before her calls to be like, all right, let me just figure out like what this company sells. And then she would show genuine curiosity. In it, Right. Like, so I noticed you do this. That's really cool. Tell me about that. And she was able very quickly to get that person talking about themselves in a way where she was like, I mean, she was so good. She would learn through what seemed like an innocuous, innocent conversation, but she would then pull those things back out later. So I love the way that she could very quickly establish that. The second thing she did was um, she... Totally changed my opinion of how a woman a woman shows up in business. Like she was my first really strong role model. She wasn't passive. She wasn't like apologetic. Her tone, her tonality, was extremely confident. And I just remember thinking, like that confidence when you're talking to a Fortune 500 CMO is essential because they're reading you, right? Like, is this person worth my time? And what do they know? What do they don't? And she just always came across with this like force of conviction that made it really hard to ignore what she had to say. And so beyond that, she also just like was really brilliant and really smart. And she just would challenge people in a way that didn't feel like she was coming for them, but just be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, let's talk more about that. And I just, I think all of those things were so, so shiny to me because i didn't feel like i had them
0: yeah so let's talk about that because i love that like you could you could you know she was able to say like you know tell me like that doesn't make sense to me or like you know uh, help me understand that you can you can do it in a way because there is a part in the book it's like just like a teacher a teacher you know it's hard for a teacher to get much from students if they don't push them or challenge them to get more out of their learning just like it is for a seller and a and a customer but i think people take that to okay i need to like just like there there's a fine line of like you know Telling someone their baby's ugly, or telling someone they don't know what they're doing, or telling them something that—and it's—we're telling them, or even we 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 maybe telling, teaching masked as telling, where we're like really thinking that we're teaching. We're like, oh, did you see this case study, or did you see this thing in report or in Forbes, or did you see this article? And like, we're not actually trying to understand um, first. And so there's a tactful way to go about challenging. So. You know, tell me what you think, like you've seen some of the like uh, the book, you know, for those that haven't read it, like talk talk to us a kind of like what that book is about in your words and where you think people misunderstand uh, the challenger sale.
1: My gosh, what a perfect, what a perfect word for it. So the book was essentially a study that was done across what is now, I think, like 60,000 B2B sellers. Um, it was done right after the 08 economic downfall. And the reason the company did it at the time was because we were talking to sales leaders who are our clients, and they were all coming to us saying, look, the world is falling down around us, but we still have this small population of people who are absolutely murdering their goal. What do they know that we don't? And we looked back at them and said, "We honestly, we have no idea, but we can go and study it and find out. So there's all these biases and assumptions that people have around what makes a great salesperson. Like some people are like, oh, it's their ability to negotiate or their ability to like cold call. I'm like, but they're all assumptions, right? And so what the company did at the time is they went through and they they assessed like a hundred and some different skills and behaviors. And then what they noticed is that there were these sets of skills and behaviors that kind of clustered together. And so all they did was name them. And when Challenger came out, the whole like talk track was every relationship is so important and you've got to build relationships. And so what were we doing? We're out there saying like, Hey, let me stop by your office. Let me check in. Let me do this. And, and people are like, I'm letting people go. I'm laying off like hundreds of people, budgets are frozen. I don't know if I have a job. Like I don't need you checking in. And so we saw it breaking, but the the problem was we didn't know what to do about it. And so when you look at these challengers, I agree with you. The name is the probably the best and worst thing to happen to the company because the best thing, because it caused a lot of controversy, the worst thing because people took that is I can now have permission to go beat in your face and aggressive and push you around, which is not what it's about. What it is about is saying when there is high levels of uncertainty, we as humans seek to learn and we seek to avoid making mistakes and it's a scary moment. So if I have a seller that walks into my office and provides information to me in a way that allows me to take ownership and say, okay, I've got this idea now, I can go be the the hero to take this idea back to everybody else, that is infinitely more valuable than if I have a sales rep that walks in and is like, you know, how's your kid doing in baseball and tell me about like, you know, your wine club, like that's not doing anything to serve a higher purpose. So, very long way of saying, challenger has nothing to do with being aggressive or assertive. It has everything to do with recognizing that, in times of need, people are looking for insight because they want to go back to their companies and say, "I've got a big idea that I think solves for this problem we may have missed." Challenger is just enabling that.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think it's um where you know, and I, I agree. So it's like I I I, I want to find like that those things that I've missed as a buyer. Like I want to know like okay, like I. I, there's no seller that can ever tell me more about my world because I'm I I work here on a day-to-day basis. I'm 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 here day in and day out. I I'm I'm the one that is affected by the problem, so I I have a pretty good handle on it. But yet sales happen because people are like, "Holy crap, that person!" Like, yes, I have a problem, but I, it's a lot bigger than I, th- I I thought it was a big problem. It's a whole lot bigger than I thought, or it's connected to other problems in the organization because, or. It's, I thought it was this problem, but maybe it's totally different, really, is the core like diagnosis, right? Or, or like, here's what's causing it, and I didn't even realize it. And, like, that's like those things are what buy, buyers are like, they're like, yes, you know, yeah, like, help me see around that, that, that place that I didn't know. And that happens. And, and I think people think, like, oh, that, that, that is. That that is one road you can go down, or you can go down the other road of like getting to know someone and you know asking them about their wine club or whatever, and they they never meet. But I'm like, I I what I took away was like you can it's not like that you can't do that, like by doing that stuff doesn't mean you have no relationship or that relationships don't matter. It just means that the relationship starts in a maybe from a different place or it can grow from a different place what do you think uh of the fact of like just because because you know like you said they named those skills and people go well i don't want to be the relationship builder i don't want to ever be known as the like the guy that like or the girl who's just giving tickets and asking about like the soccer games and not getting to business problems and so i'm not going to do that stuff i'm going to do this stuff over here but it's like a mixture of each i don't know if you can talk yeah. to like how to build relationships you know um yeah
1: I think the way you said that is perfect, right? Relationships, as we think of them in that context, like a personal relationship is a byproduct of building a relationship off the back of being helpful to that buyer, right? Like if I am going to call a CIO and just try to get him to buy for me because I'm the most likable person, that, that sounds wild to me right? Like, because everybody, what does everybody say? Oh, you need to build trust and credibility. It's like, okay, like it's some magical thing. I just go in and do and say like, have I built the trust and credibility? Like challenger to me is how you build trust and credibility early on so that you have the benefit of that relationship. Because when we help people, people want a relationship with us, but it's like by starting, by trying to get the relationship, you're trying to get the answer without doing the, the test. It is how I kind of think about it.
0: I like that. Yeah. It, getting to a place where people want to have a relationship with us, not like the other way around. It's like, I want to build a relationship with them, but you know, how do you get it to like someone to say, I, I want, I want to, a relationship with Jen. I want a relationship with Alex.
1: Yeah, and um, what you get, Right. Like, look at, like, if you look at all of my clients, I never, when I was selling, I never, started by being really like, I started by going in and being like, I take this so seriously. Like you gave me 30 minutes of your time. I'm going to make, whether you buy from me or not, I want to do things in these 30 minutes that help you. But then you look at how those, those clients evolved and it's like, I could text any one of them today and I would get an answer back. So the relationship comes, it's just not the starting point.
0: Yeah. I love it. Um, Well, I can't let you get away on two things. I want to talk about how you use some of these things, this like way to, you know, really lead with insights, build human connections in two places. So one, you're with uh, Lavender and it's a great uh, tool to help people just make better cold emails and and just get to like really just simplify what they're doing and, and be more efficient. So I want you to talk about two things, doing it, like doing this, like just this, Human way of selling through through emails, and then also uh, how you put out content on LinkedIn. Maybe we could like end with that. So, talk to me a little bit about uh, kind of like how you like to just some of the key things to really think about in terms of like being you know human through through emails, um, and and creating that connection when you don't even know somebody and it's just completely cold. What are um, wh- what are things that are like really important for, for people to think about, uh, in order to do that and where people get it wrong, maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So first thing and we talked about it a little bit before, but feeling like I have to play a salesperson. So if you look at the, the vast amount of cold email and I never had this line of sight until I stepped into this role and people seem to think I'm like carrying some sort of massive budget that I'm not. But
0: the CFO. Can- <laughs> yeah. I loved your post the other day. You're like, you know, like just change job titles and see yeah. like what in cold email is applying it. It's like, a brilliant technique. Really I but love it.
1: When I look at it, right, it's, it's also stiff and it's also buzzwordy and it's platform and it's ROI and it's this. And I'm like, this is all, I don't know. I don't know what any of these companies sell because it just all sounds the same. And so when we talked in the opener about like being human, when you sell, Being human is no different when you're selling than if you were to go to a party and walk up to someone. I would never walk up to someone and just start telling them all about myself and how great I am and all the success I've had in my life and how many push-ups I could do. Like That would be so creepy and weird and everybody would talk about me when I walked away, which is exactly what people do with cold emails. We're like, look how bad this thing is. So I think it is very much about saying, I'm going to take a moment to show you that I'm invested in you and I care right so this is when i say this observation or this point of view i never send cold emails without taking the time to look at the company and say let me make an observation not so i'm like look at me i did my research do i get a brownie point but so that they understand specifically why them why now and if someone says no to my email when i've done that i can feel pretty confident walking away and saying it, maybe I had the wrong read on the problem. So when I send an email, it's like, here's an observation about you. It's nothing about me. Here's a place where I'm curious. I've seen this thing play out at other companies. Curious if you're seeing it there because I don't work there. I don't know. And then either way, like, I love what you're doing over here. Like, keep it up, right? And that to me mirrors a conversation we would have at a party, not the other one. Like, I'm going to try to impress you and wow you with my case studies and my ROI and all my logos, I didn't ask and I don't care. And frankly, most buyers don't. So that to me is is the the way to do it in email is just think about what I actually say this loud at a party. If I met, the, if I walked up to this buyer and what I say that most of the time, I would assume people would never say their emails in, in person.
0: Yeah. What do you, uh, so the, the, like what you're doing with lavender, how do you like, um, you know, what I, what I take away a lot of times, uh, by using the tool is just, you know, I'm, I can get wordy in emails real quick. And like, I can, I want to say like, I, I'm, 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 I struggle with it now, like in my entire career, I'm, I got to tell this company, like, like who we've helped, how we've helped, them, you know, what like we've done, or even like, you know, and I, in, in just recent, you know, years, I've, I've gotten more to like, hey, people like you tend to like struggle with these things, you know, here's what they may not know. But like even that sometimes I feel like sometimes it doesn't land because it, it can, you know, sometimes be like, well, everyone's telling me that. Tell me something new that I don't know. So it's sometimes really hard to like pull out like just an insight, like sending something to someone cold. Like how are you um, like uh, like what what's Lavender doing to kind of help uh, people through like just You know making things concise and kind of thinking about using ai to kind of think about how we want to be relevant to people over email
1: yeah so one is it's catching you if you're not personalizing it right so it will drop your score if you're just like yo here's who we are and here's why we're great so that's that's a really really helpful one for someone that is newer to the personalization game or relevance game um i'm very similar to you alex like I get very excited when I see a business problem. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, I want to talk about it and I can go into sermon mode. And so for me, it is so, so helpful to see that like C or B score that's like, you're getting dinged because this thing's way too long. And it forces me to, again, consider if I were to walk up to someone at a party and read 300 words to them, they would slowly start backing away and I wouldn't blame them. Wouldn't
0: blame <laughs> like them. the gift, the Homer gift in, in oh, the uh, or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So
1: lavender's helping me say like, boil it down, boil it down to the thing that's going to spark curiosity so that you have permission to say all of this stuff in a two-way phone conversation. And that was the reason back in December, 2021, when I came across Lavender, when I was still at Challenger, I was like, this is it because without someone sort of standing over your shoulder saying Jen that email is too long and someone that you trust and believe is is legit it's just so easy to fall back into those patterns so I I mean I wrote an email this morning and it was like way too long way too complex sentence structure way too high level like 11th grade reading level so it's not like this thing where you install it and then check the box you're fine it is that constant coach which I frankly need so that I'm not wasting a ton of time writing these long emails. That just don't get right because they're too long.
0: Yeah. Do you find like as you've been using it, like your just habits change, or you're just um like just your skills, or you're you're you you learn through like it's not just like I I'm clicking like a button and like AI is no. like rewriting right emails. Like I'm thinking about how I structure things differently.
1: Yes, and I yeah. absolutely love the way you say that. And that was the reason I came here because I again it goes back to the title of this. Like I always believe there will be a place for humans in sales. I have tried ChatGPT, and our product is built on chat GPT. So it's no knock against it. But if I just ask chat GPT to write a sales email, the first line it spits out is I hope you're well. Right. And so it's like, I don't want someone to do the job for me. I want AI to help make me smarter, but I'm still in the driver's seat. And that's where I think like, you know, the efficiency, everybody wants to make efficiency the word of the year but there's a cost to efficiency when efficiency is is eliminating the human and when everybody starts to sound like each other who's going to be the one that wins it's the differentiator that's that's human led and that's where i that's where i liked what lavender was doing because i'm like they're not replacing the seller they're teaching the seller a skill by giving them that access but not saying okay just put your you know contact list in here and just send we'll send all the emails for you
0: yeah so well said Well, then, you know, I want to kind of round this off with like, you know, just what I've noticed. Let me like just tell you what I notice about you on LinkedIn. And then you tell me what I'm missing (laughs) and maybe (laughs) if, if you have a strategy that I'm missing. But like what I see from you is like, you know, you have this way of like, like, contextualizing problems that sellers face in a way that like people can understand, but then you also kind of like bring in your personal story, you like just, you make it really easy for people to like kind of just, you know, do tactical things. I see like, you know, you do lists really well and you're just like, here's kind of like the problem I see, or here's where you, you you. I, mean, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but like you, you reframe a lot of like misconceptions you know, through like your, your, your head, like, like the t- title of any post is like, people think this, here's where, what they're getting wrong, or like, here's another way to look at this, or here's the reframe. And then you kind of outline some certain things and you kind of mix in, you know, just, um, yeah, like I said, you're like your personal story, like you're, you know, just got married. So congratulations. Um, and yeah, that's what I see. And then I'm like, I can, this is easy for me to consume and just get on with my day. Like I can make a quick comment, like, you know, to your thing. Like, um, like I think I made something today where like, oh yeah, gas, yeah. Get GAS, you know, give a <laughs> shirt, you know, I, I, I'd buy that shirt. Like, you know, instead of don't, don't get gas lit by your, your prospects, you know, sell with gas by Jen Allen. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know i'll buy that shirt or something but you know that's what i'm saying so is that like kind of what you're doing and is there other things that i might be missing or what you're you know trying to communicate what what advice would you give for people kind of starting out trying to share their ideas on linkedin
1: first of all that was like that would be word for word what i would hope someone would say and that right there like what you just did is made me feel heard and seen right and that's our opportunity as sellers is we don't have to compliment and like gas people up all the time, but just showing someone, I see you like that feeling that you just gave me is exactly the feeling that we should deliver for our prospects. And it, because it feels good and people remember it. Um, I would say that is exactly it. The the reason I do it this way is because I hate, how unsafe the sales profession can feel at times. I hate that people are scared to admit something is hard. I hate that people fear that a weakness is like, or something they're struggling with is going to be labeled as a weakness. Like I got an email from someone this morning that like broke my heart where she was like, I'm a failure at sales and I don't know how to do anything. And I'm just like, gosh, that's no one should feel that way. Everybody should know that this shit is hard And I think by living and breathing and saying, look, I've been doing this for 18 years and I still get this stuff wrong. It makes it safer for other people to like kind of raise their hand and say, okay, it's hard for me too. And it felt like it should be easy and I wasn't getting it and I'm beating myself up. So my intention is to make it safer for people to say something is hard. I've followed the rules. I followed the instructions. I'm still getting it wrong. And oftentimes it's like your rule book is broken. And that's what Mm -hmm. I I want to bring.
0: Yeah, uh, man, like I that uh, it's so well put because like yeah, people think they have to like do things by a rule book or if they're not succeeding, they're like something's happening. But you kind of like put that on their its head and and say like yeah, it's not like you're not like doing the wrong things. It's just like what you were told to do is 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 maybe miss aligned or misguided or something like that. And like, here's another, and, and you don't say this is the way you say, this is another way, or again, that reframe or a different, and like, I'm sure how you sold and how you currently sell is again, like I'm not the arbiter of all that's right in the world. I'm just, here's another idea. Like, uh, like you said earlier, a point of view because of X, Y, Z. And, and then you start a conversation. I'm sure you learn things through your post through comments and you start conversations there and that's really great yeah um and oh by the way uh amazing cost i i did not see this video but you you were on with one of our other guests chris Bogue, oh, and you had one of the best costumes <laughs> on linkedin i've ever seen uh talking about dark social and i just i'll just say that maybe i'll put a link to that in the notes i don't know um all right um well um as we kind of Close off here, um, you know, uh, I ask people, Jen, just like a fun, because like I think like one of our best superpowers in sales, uh, Jen, is, is just like ourselves and our stories and like things just make us uniquely us and weaving that into all the stuff we've been talking about of like giving a shit and, um, you know, insights and all that stuff. So, so this is a fun question about you. So if I asked the people closest to you, your, your new uh, husband, um, you know, what is just something that is so totally Jen, that is maybe something that would only happen to her, could only happen to her, or that is just so totally her? Like, what are, what's something that, that, that they would tell me, or he would, he would tell me?
1: Okay. I, I can give you an answer. I love this question. Again, not a question anyone's ever asked me. Um, people think that I have my shit together in general and with work, I generally do with my personal life. I am the person that lets their driver's license expire, lets their passport expire. <laughs> no. no. I just am like right now I am in San Francisco and I always have to think before I travel, do they have clear at that airport? Because my license <laughs> is
0: expired. Have
1: my passport. Like I am a hot mess when it comes to anything that involves me having to go somewhere and do something. So that would oh, be my, my answer is I'm an absolute train wreck when it comes to that. So if someone wants to build a solution that just like does all that stuff for you, I will be your first customer.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, we're we're kindred spirits. Yeah. <laughs> I need my, my, my wife. If she wasn't around, like I, yeah, nothing would like my credit cards wouldn't work. My IDs wouldn't get done. Like, uh, my uh, like the renewals of stuff wouldn't happen. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know any of like yeah I'm just I just assume that they're like happen. I don't open my mail, my mail in my mailbox. I don't open oh, bills. What, When's the what, last what?
1: time you went to the post office? It has ne- been never yeah probably a decade for me. I will do I will eat so many return packages that require me to go to the post office because i'm like i just don't want to do it i don't want to go there it's it's so stupid and irresponsible
0: oh my god i got a a speeding ticket you're making me uh, like just trauma (laughs) because like i was in ireland and you know like i'm driving at the speed of traffic and then like they have like like cameras over there and like you know i was there for like new year's or whatever i get back two weeks later i get like this weird like envelope from, you know, this police department in Ireland, written in I- I- Irish and like, like, the, or Gaelic or whatever. And then the the other like side is like, you owe us $200. <laughs> and like my wife's like, you know, or we're we going to like all these points that are your license. I'm like, it's just nothing. And they're like, no, like you got to pay this. And like, and it just, I just, it was on my desk staring at me. She would move it. She would move it. She'd put it on my computer and I've finally like had to like, you know, have an hour conversation and paying a ticket in Ireland is not an easy task. So you're Ugh. just like, it wasn't clear. It, like, do I pay this exchange rate? Like it was a mess. So uh, we're, we're kindred spirits. <laughs> we are. Um,
1: I feel that.
0: All right. Well. Jen, you have been a ball. I'm so glad that like we got this to happen. For those of you listening, um, Jen challenged me um, because for five minutes, at least a good 10 minutes before this started, we couldn't get our audio to work. And she's like, well, like, and she deduced it. If it wasn't like her end or the speakers, maybe it's your headphones. And I'm like, you know what? And I pulled it out (laughs) and my headphones are beat up Apple speakers that some of you may see see me use. And, you know, just to, goes to show you're, you're good at uh, what you do in, in real life, not just on LinkedIn. So um, thank you, Jen, for coming on. Um, where can people connect with you, find out more about what you do and, and connect with you in a, in a real human way?
1: Yeah, obviously, LinkedIn is my jam. I did one TikTok. I'm a one and done TikToker. I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I want to see this now, but hopefully you can bring it to LinkedIn. Sometimes we can all, all see you dancing, hopefully, or I don't know. It
1: was a vibe. It was the whole vibe. It was right before I started at Lavender actually, like previewing that I was going there. Um, nice. So LinkedIn, Jen Allen Knuth, and then um, check out Lavender at lavender.ai.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Jen. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly and tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes, Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.